Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host Jared. And I'm Edwina. And if you listen to this, this is our Once More We're Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Today we're doing Season 5, Episode 16, The Body. The Body. The, the yes. Body, yes. The Body. Mm. This episode first aired February 27th, 2001. And written and directed by Joss Whedon. Over to you, Eddie. Uh, this is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, uh, but Jared has never watched the series all the way through, and I'm trying to convince him that it's worth worth the time, um, or worth his time. Yeah. Um, I'll also do a little trigger warning for this episode because oh, well, okay, right, yeah, because it does deal with death and grief. Those lovely, uncomfortable. Topics that well, people talk the don't show, like talking about. The show is about death. I mean, it is about vampires, but it's this is the this first is about one. It's very grief. Yeah, and this loss. one it's very confronting. This one. This yeah. is uh, this is this something very different. raw. This one. Yeah. Had this one left a generation of teenagers traumatized. Oh, really? That bad, huh? <laughs> Not really. Like there wasn't really a word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, well, I, I get that. I mean, this episode you could almost say. Apart from the, the one vampire scene at the end, you could almost say this had come from any show that you watch on TV. Absolutely. Yeah, but like it, this has, it didn't have to be Buffy the Vampire. It could have been like ER or it could have been well, you know, here's any the other thing. type it's of show. It's actually unlike any other episode of television ever. I don't think this has ever been done because this breaks all the rules of television because this episode is like the in-between space of television. Yes. It's the stuff that you don't see normally. It's like people don't go to the toilet. Yeah. So uh, you actually see unless, someone go to the toilet. Unless it's pu- I don't mean to be so vulgar, but like it's that you don't see that. Yeah, you also you don't see them doing their taxes, you don't see them cleaning their rooms, you don't yeah. you know, you don't see you know, they're not doing their chores, you don't see them walking places. Like mm. unless unless it's part of telling the story, you only see a glimpse and you know, a glimpse into their lives really, and it's only those periods of time that are key yeah. <laughs> to it. So this episode is the in-between space, uh, which makes it so almost – it almost feels like it stopped being a television show at the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Now we're, see- we're seeing into a part of Buffy's life that we're not really supposed to. Yeah. Um, a, a sort of almost a peek behind the curtain, you could yes, almost say. Yes, yeah. it, almost a meta – Look into um, her life, and it's very raw, and yeah. it's very personal. Um, and some people hold this episode very sacred for this really? reason. Yeah, yes. I, well, I, I could get that because yeah, it was quite confronting. It, it really was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but why I also say that is is because I missed this episode when it aired. Oh, okay. One of the very few episodes that I missed. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, so how long after do you think you'd seen it? Because it's kind of not really important to the story or anything. So no, you, because you, you it, probably wouldn't have known you missed it. You know, the episode ends with Joyce on the couch. Yeah. Um, and then the next episode is the funeral. Yeah. So which is with which is actually probably the way you'd expect it to yes, go. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly how television is meant to go. That's why I say this feels like you're seeing something you're not supposed to see. Yeah. <laughs> and. The fact that there's no music as well really, really heightens that sense of reality as well. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, and how long into? Can I ask how long into the episode did you notice 
that there was no music. Oh, I think I noticed pretty quickly. Like even with the whole paramedics coming over and I'd say probably around that time I'd sort of noticed that there'd been no no music and and it continued on like that. So I, I, I noticed it pretty early because it's always tempting to put that suspenseful, you know, heartbeat, you know, clock ticking uh, yeah. music on. Yeah. The score in the background, yeah, you know. The it's, score the score telling you how you should be feeling. Yeah, exactly. So you always Yeah, you so you always cued on by that. And I do notice when people don't use it, and I think it does suit sometimes. There's like a scene in The Dark Knights where they're doing the, the chase, um, where the Joker's trying to shoot um Harvey Dent. And there's mm-hmm. no score used in that scene. And it would be such a tempting time to use it because it's like a chase scene and he fires a bazooka but through that whole scene and you you probably don't realize it you watch it again there's no no score playing in the background yeah uh so it adds to the tension of, of the whole situation the yeah. no score there rather than being there you know it's uh yeah. it kind of feels like you're on for, on, a, on a ride almost but not having there makes it feel uncomfortable like you're not quite sure what to make of the scene mm. i feel yeah yeah so i always say this this episode is kind of brilliant in its simplicity so mm, absolutely yeah um because yeah i i didn't notice this episode missing <laughs> uh until i i think i bought the box set um, oh really and when i was watching the watching through well how long ago was that how long ago how long after would that have been um a few years or something or yeah well that would have been after the show had finished I'm guessing you bought oh, the box the set. D- yeah, I'm trying to think of when I... Yeah, it must have been after the show finished. So it's a couple yeah. more seasons after this, so a few years at least, you'd say. Uh, at least. No, I bought uh, pretty much the moment the series <laughs> ended. I think okay. I bought the right. box yeah. set. Um, but yeah, watching... Um, I, I think I didn't notice that the, there was no music until there was a se- the scene with Xander and Anya in the car when mm-hmm. they're driving. Yeah. It was sort of a scene where I'm like, oh, this feels like it needs music. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was – yeah, that was where I noticed it. Mm. And some of the camera – like there's lots and – like he does lots and lots of long shots. I'm almost surprised that this episode wasn't done in all one long (laughs) take. Yeah, be tempting. Because it was very – that was also a bit of a – trend at the time if you're gonna you, you know you'd do that episode all in one take the one take episode the one yeah. take episode that was x-files did that one yeah, I think. yeah x-files, yeah. X, x-files had already done that one and mm. made it very kind and of i cool. think was it er did the one take i think no, maybe did or? they do the one take or they did the live oh the live episode no yeah. was it they, no they did two live episodes <laughs> yeah, one for the what? east coast <laughs> one for the west coast yeah, that's right there was a scene where he's watching a football, uh, baseball match or something, and the score changes. Yeah, yeah. On it, like he's always actually watching it live. Yeah, yeah. So Eddie, I couldn't help but notice, but I didn't get a summary sent to me. So does I'm not sure does that mean I'm <laughs> of being fired or well, are we doing something different tonight? You know what? It was very difficult to do a summary mm-hmm. for this episode, um, and and the truth is, I could never do this episode justice. To be honest, oh, we'll but, do our best. But so it is broken into four acts with a and the there's four acts in an intro, um, and each of the acts is essentially a short story, um, and a glimpse into into the day of losing a loved one. Yeah. So I will go act 
by act, and we'll talk okay. about each, that each sounds act cool. All right, yep. separately. I'm not going to do it like restless because there's nothing really to – there's no metaphors to break down here. There's no ulterior meaning to things yeah, like – everything's pretty much a face value. They're not really is, trying to do any sort there's of – There's a tiny bit of metaphor, but this yeah. episode, it, it really is brilliant in its simplicity because it is so pared back. There is – you know, there's no special effects – um, no cryptic sort of people behind red curtain things happening. You know, it's, but even it's then, like it, yeah. the edits are spare. Um, there's lots and lots of long shots. Um, even the dialogue's slightly like it's very unpolished. Yeah, and there's not much dialogue too, is there? It, it's yeah, it, it's yeah, and there's sort of no conventional dramatic flushes. So hmm. um, you've. You probably just get a little bit from Xander and that scene where they're in Willow's dorm. There's probably mm. a little bit of that. Um, that's probably the only scene I'd say where everyone sort of has a little sort of moment, yeah. Or, you know, with their dialogue, I guess. Yeah, um, and you know, there's sort of the imagery as well. For you know, I think in Buffy's scene, you get it a little bit where the camera will kind of there's a few odd angles or it's sort of um, going in and out of focus. Or it'll, or the, or it's slightly over, overexposed. But I think it's sort of that. But that kind of helps portray the shock that she is going through. Yeah. So all right. So we're starting scene by scene. So let's start with the. Uh, we're going to start with the, mention the intro, or because that was the ending of the last episode. That was sort of the intro, wasn't it? And then, oh no, then we had that Christmas scene. Okay, oh, so no, no Christmas or was it? Th- it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, it picks up where we left off in "I Was Made to Love You," mm-hmm. uh, with Buffy finding Joyce unresponsive on the couch. Yeah. Um, and you know it cuts to the credits. Um, so there is this kind of weird, odd, an odd choice of a yeah. scene is also another sort of glimpse into. A time that we haven't seen. An uneventful moment. An uneventful moment, but a sweet, almost family moment mm. that they had at a Thanksgiving with all of them together. You know, and they're all sort of doing this cute banter and it's just this, you know, very, very, very lovely nice scene. scene. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the whole, I think... I, Why would so, you do that? Yeah, so the reason for doing that was because uh, legally they have to have the post-credit credits, mm-hmm. you know, the who were, you know, the people's names in it. Yeah. And Joss didn't want that going over Sarah Michelle's performance when she was Mm, calling 911. Right. Or the whole scene in general, I think, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And to be honest, I can see why. (laughs) Yeah. That would be distracting, yeah. 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 Um, But that would take you out of it. Yeah. Very much like, yeah. So, I I. that's the reason for that scene. And, and the there. scene is quite jarring in itself as well because it cuts to yep. that and then bangs straight to the dead body. Yeah, and it cuts to Joyce's face. Yeah. Now, every single scene starts that way. Yeah. With a real close-up, uncomfortable <laughs> scene on Joyce's face. Yeah. Pretty um, intense. Yeah. So then she calls 911. Yeah. And the paramedics come over. Yeah. First she's on the phone. Um and she tries to do CPR. Uh, she breaks Joyce's rib. Yeah. And 
like to be honest, that's probably the most realistic thing to happen because that yeah, happens, happens a lot apparently all the time. You never yeah. see it in medical dramas. But they say often you'll break someone's rib. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, my sister who's a nurse says, "Oh, she's she's like I've broken so many ribs doing CPR. Mm. It's it's just what happens." Yeah. <laughs> like um yeah, and it wasn't like everyone's like, "Oh, it's Buffy's strength." No, it's just what happens when you do CPR. Well, that's funny. I did think about that, you know, was it her strength? But I know that's something that can happen. Yeah. So I can understand why people might get confused about that. Yeah. yeah. Cuz I I sort of did think that as well to be honest, but I'm like, "No, no, no, probably just would happen." Yeah, um, and that sort of that waiting for the ambulance, you can kind of hear it in the background. Yep. Um, she sort of, I think when she's looking at the phone, like there's sort of this weird white noise that you can hear as well. Like, mm. it's, um, like if you've ever had to wait for an ambulance, it's like there's this, it's this anxiety that you <laughs> you feel mm. in that waiting for them to get there. Like they cannot get there fast enough. No, never. Yeah. Um, so, and it conveys that sort of period of time really well. Uh, then the EMTs arrive, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and you know, they do their thing. Um, she is so polite to them. Yeah. Um, you see her kind of go through the shock of what they're telling her. Like she's sort of like, it's sort of blurring in and out of focus. So, oh, there was a little scene as well just before they came uh, yeah, where she noticed her dress is up a bit high. Yeah. So she goes and pulls her dress down yeah, a little bit. Because that's something like it's something she can control. Yeah. It's mm. like those little details when you yeah. like she has a complete loss of control over the situation. Yeah. But that's something she can control in the situation. Um, you know, giving Joyce her a dignity. little bit of dignity. Yeah. Um but yeah, the EMTs arrive and then uh, they uh, leave. They leave her there. Yeah. Um, and there actually is a weird shot where the EMT is speaking to her, but he's, he's kept out of frame. Yeah. It's like the, the, the camera sort of tilts like below his face. You can only just see his mouth yeah. in the top right left-hand corner of the uh, – of the shot, so yeah. of that, that's sort of uh, the realism of losing focus and not sort of seeing what's going on yeah. from her point of view, her perspective. Yeah. Which is uh, oh, and I forgot to also mention she has that little flash of Joy suddenly yeah, waking that's up. that's right. And and everything's okay. Yeah, and everything's and okay. And luckily, you called us in time. You know. Yeah, yeah, like that little, that little. That would, tiny little glimmer of hope. Well, the, you, you think that would probably go through your mind, wouldn't it? That, oh, she's going to wake up, everything's oh, going to yeah. be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm. That little glimpse of hope. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, as I said, they leave her there. Yeah. Now, can I just say something? Now, I spoke to someone. <laughs> you can say who. Your brother. Okay. <laughs> um, who works in the. Uh, police force and I had to ask him what happens well this is in Australia isn't it? what happens with a dead body and, I, and he kind of looked at me funny said oh, why would you be asking me that question <laughs> like well while I'm watching Buffy he's like oh, rolled his eyes oh yes okay right go on <laughs> yeah so in the in the show the, you know what told the whole situation what would happen with in Australia if you know uh, someone was pronounced dead he's like well uh, the police would come over straight away because uh, now the body is like a what you call sort of called an asset or a crime asset could be. So someone needs to stay with the body to make sure no one 
tampers with the body until the coroner comes over then takes the body away. Mm. So that's what happens. I would assume something similar may happen because happening in America because you know it, they don't know it's a death even if even if it's a natural death or anything yeah. it could be poison but they want to make sure that no one tampers with the body because that is now evidence. Yeah. Or possibly evidence. But in the meantime uh, apparently that's what happens. And of course the shock of being left with a dead body is <laughs> It's something you don't want to uh, wouldn't want in any way, and that was the first thing I said. Like they're just going to leave her with a dead body. Yeah, well, I think I did that. Said that too. Yeah. Watching it, I'm like, I don't think they're following proper procedures. Yeah. And and something he did mention about paramedics often they don't want to go to dead bodies. Sometimes mm. if they get there, they'll just get out and pretend to do stuff. Yeah. Just to make people feel better, and then we'll say, oh no, she's she's gone. I said, okay, yeah, I think that kind of happened in this episode too. So, yeah. but you know, what else are they going to do? I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, she vomits on the floor, Buffy. Yeah, straight after it. Yeah. Um, that's just a very, that very visceral reaction. And to be honest, I think I did that when I found out my dad died. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. I, that was not a fun. <laughs> yeah, and they, there was a scene where they showed her like looking outside, and her face was all pale, and her lips were sort of all a funny discolored color as well. Yeah, it was like the blood had just been that. Yeah. That's shock. Yeah, that, that's actually shock. Like her, her, um, the blood's just been drained from her face. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then she, it's that she just she's standing there trying to get some air, and you can just hear. Like kids playing in the in the background and birds chirping and mm. a beautiful day outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Giles finally makes it over. Yeah, Daddy Giles gets there. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, you can't touch the body. The coroner's coming." She's kind of speaking in gibberish a little bit to him at the start. Well, the whole thing is, is that she when she called him, she was like, "You've." Got to come to the house. She's she's here or something. Um, yeah, yeah. Like she sort of left a very cryptic <laughs> message to Giles. Yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah, so, yeah, something like that. She said she's here. I'm like, oh, okay. And yeah, that's pretty much the end of. So that's end of Act One. Yeah, end of Act One. And, and we then, we begin. Oh no, act- she, oh, she sorry. She ends it by saying, "I've got to go tell Dawn." Yeah. So cut to that. Cut to Act Two. Where we see Dawn bawling her eyes out. Yeah, so you cut to Dawn crying in the bathroom. And it's sort of meant to be sort of one of those... Is it kind of a trick? It is. It is. It's a bait and switch. It yeah, is. Yeah, bait and switch. Um, and then... But it's actually... She's crying about some stupid, trivial teen... <laughs> some girls <laughs> being teens, saying she's got silly hair. Teens. Oh, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah, teenage drama, crying, yeah. you know, that... Is so trivial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And pretty much whatever that issue was is going to be the least of her worries yeah. shortly. Uh, and she's talk- talking with the guy, Chad, or something the, in the art class, showing off to him her painting or something. Chad? Or- yeah, well, she's just having a talk with this this boy. Yeah. This love- nice, good-looking guy. That is that she's- character we see ever again? No, I've never no, seen him never again. Never seen him again? Oh. Um, and... Within this lesson, the teacher's talking about um, focusing on the negative space around the object. Uh, and 
I, I feel like that is the core of this episode is that we're actually focusing on the space around Joyce. Like it's... Yeah. Yeah. The impact of that on everyone, not the, yeah. her per se, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Does that work? Yes. Um, oh, yeah. The dialogue in this scene is also pretty terrible. Like she's even like, biatch. <laughs> mm. She's such a biatch. Ew, Hi, girlfriend. Uh, oh. Hi, Don. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, it's not great yeah. dialogue in this scene. Like the, she was like, you know, I was just feel, I was going through some stuff and it's like, and that guy's like, yeah, sometimes, you know, it's really deep. <laughs> like, God. Sort of, yeah. The, Oral. It's very, very, um, yeah, it's probably how teenagers yeah. talk. Um, not very polished. That, that That's probably the best way of talking about it. It's not a very polished dialogue. Which I think is very intentional. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and then you can see her happily talking with this guy <laughs> and in the background you can see Buffy. Yeah, you're like, oh, here it comes. Um, But I will say, again, this is one of those things that also takes me out of the episode is because um, like I can't just walk into my kid's school and take the kid out of class yeah like you generally have to go to the office and then they will call them over yeah Yeah. and then the office will send the kid over which makes sense because you don't want them breaking down in front of everyone yeah everyone that was a little uh, yeah i could say i could i I agree with you when you say that takes you out because it was a little unnecessary everything's being very realistic and then that part's a bit for dramatic purposes having a losing uh, breaking down in front of everyone. In fact, I'd, I'd almost wait until they get home, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what I was also going to bring up because you brought up my brother before. Okay. <laughs> and I remember when my mum was in, like, I think she went into hospital for the second time. And my dad was like, you can't tell your brother. And I was like, oh, okay. what do you mean? And he's like, he's got, he, like, I think he had exams on or something. Yeah. He said, look, he's got one exam today. That's his last exam. We just and it was when she was, it was the day she was going into hospital, like the day she was going in for surgery. Yeah, and he was like, "You can't tell your brother, right?" Um, and I was like, "You know what? What? You know?" Very, very confused mm-hmm. that they were keeping it from him, and it's just like, "Look, it's not going to change anything, except that he'll probably end up not thinking about the exam." Yeah, like so, it's sort of that ignorance is bliss, and he's like, "Look, I'll tell him right after, but until then, just." Don't tell him. And then my brother was so furious when he found out that it was kept from him. Yeah. Absolutely furious. Yeah. Uh, so It's a tough call, that one. Look, you know, uh, how long did they keep, did you keep it from? Oh, it was like a couple of days. A couple of days is a bit long, isn't like it? Like two days, I think it might yeah. have been. Yeah. So it was on, if it's on the day, like I would say wait until mm. they get home. Yeah. Have this one last day before yeah. everything changes at least. Yeah, but then I think it also might have been that Buffy didn't want to be alone. Like she wanted Dawn with her. Like was, well, yeah, that's that's understandable too, yeah, I guess. She, Buffy probably needed Dawn. Hmm. Um, but I still actually like that scene. Um, not, not like it. Um, I think it's it's a very effective scene when all you see um, – is Dawn's reaction, the teacher's reaction, and her friend's reaction. And the camera is just 
pulling back. There is also no music as well to tell yeah. you. And you, uh, like, I, I think I cry every time I watch that scene. Um, but it's very well shot, very well done scene. It's, it's uh, I kind of disagree on that. I, I feel like it's a bit. Not very. I think it's just not very original. It kind of looks like something from one of those TAC ads that we sort of have here. Oh, where you, okay. you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it didn't seem very original. The seeing of them, you know, upset. So you obviously knew what they said. It's just something I've probably seen a thousand times before being yeah. done. Where everything else has been quite original and new. It's, this is except that it been hadn't done been. Before. Except that it hadn't really been done at that time. Well, I'm pretty sure those old TAC ads did that, and I, I, I don't know. Maybe not. But it, it, it it's just, it just seems like something I've seen it plenty of times before before Buffy okay. one of those trope scenes that I've seen you know. no, I always feel it I actually think that this scene well, feel, yeah. feels different I, I mean I'm not saying it's not a bad scene but it's just not very no, original no because most of the time when you, they do those scenes there's music playing over the top of it hmm. that's why you can't hear what they're saying yeah um, no, it's usually behind a glass window or something like you don't see them yeah Anyway, that's that's my thoughts on that one. <laughs> I still think it's a a well shot. Oh, it is. It's well done, but yeah. it's uh, it's not very original, though. I'd say that. Okay. All right, moving on. All right. Um, act three. Act so three. So Willow's dorm room. Uh, yeah, you see Xander and Anya driving in, and as I said before, this is when I first noticed that there was no music on the first viewing. <laughs> I should say yeah. this would. A long, it was a long time ago. Um, yeah, it's a very odd way it's shot as well. Like the camera's following the car and then the camera goes up back into the window. Yeah. Um, and you just see Willow getting tr- um, frantically trying to find something to wear. Her blue jumper. The blue jumper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Alison Hannigan's performance in this scene is spectacular. Um, I think Alison Hannigan has a really great cry face. Like she looks like she has. Looks like she's always crying though. <laughs> <laughs> but she does. She cries so well. Like when she cries, I cry. Like she just like she just had it. The tears just welling up in just the right way, and you know could control one tear coming down one cheek. Like it was professional, I suppose. <laughs> professional actress there. Mm, professional <laughs> crier. Yeah. Um, yes, and you know she's just devastation and empathy, all in one. And yep. she is trying to find the perfect, most compassionate, supportive friend out outfit. <laughs> um, and Something it, blue, huh? Yeah, and it is very heartbreaking to watch. Um, and again, I think it comes down to that in a uncontrolled situation where you don't have control of something and she's just trying to find something to focus on. Yeah. And it's the trying to find the blue sweater yeah. to wear or trying to find something else to wear. Yeah. Um, in this scene, we also get Willow and Tara's first kiss. Yes. The first, first, first on-screen kiss. First on-screen kiss. First yes. ever? Lesbian kiss? Oh, I don't think it was the first ever on television. No? Oh, okay. Um, definitely a, a moment though. Yeah. Definitely a cultural moment. Um, they didn't, you know, a, 
back in those days, if there was like, you know, the controversial same sex kiss, uh, they would advertise it. True, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they would exploit it in the most disgusting way possible. Yeah. Uh, but no, not for this. And it's not like a it's not like a passionate kiss. It's a it's just a comfort. Yeah. It's a it's all right. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. 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 It wasn't all X rated with, you know, funk music going on in the background. It was just <laughs> a nice embrace. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing and to be sexual honest, about it. And to be honest, like they've done spells together that were far more racy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that kiss. Yeah, definitely. Um so Anya and Xander arrive. Uh and Xander is looking for someone to blame. Like he's grasping at straws, going on about the doctors, letting yeah, it glory yeah. or someone. Yeah, or yeah. Like he's just he's just trying to find someone to blame. Yeah. Um, very, very common thing to do in death. Yeah. You've got to find some gotta find someone to blame. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense unless there's someone to blame. Uh when uh that doesn't work, he punches the wall. Mm. Um, and then they almost all seem to be kind of relieved uh, because they can focus on something, on something <laughs> else. <laughs> that moment where they can just not think about it for a mm. second is uh, yeah. Santa comes and saves the day and uh, yeah, punches a hole in the wall. Yeah. Did you say something about the Avengers assembling as well? Yes. Yeah. It's what we do. We help Buffy. Yeah. He does actually say that. Avengers something. assemble. Yeah. yeah. He actually says that. Yeah. Um, like 10 years, 20 years before uh, Chris Evans gets to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but the big standout of this scene is Anya's speech. Yeah. And it's actually almost the standout of the episode. Uh, but I have heard her her experience in this episode is like the child's experience of death. Mm. Um, but I actually think it further cements my autistic coded theory. Yeah, I reckon it does. Um, Because they're ignoring her questions. Yeah, yeah, she's asking. She's asking all these questions and they're all just flat out ignoring her. Mm. Because I think, as you said, like with that, you know, we help Buffy and and he's like, how do we help? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And yeah, and it's not until like Willow snaps at her and says, you can't be asking these inappropriate questions. Um, And that's when she sort of swings into her. Her speech. Yeah, her monologue. Um, and it sometimes reminds me of what happens with my son who is autistic and he doesn't quite understand death. Yeah. <laughs> and when I try to talk about my parents' passing, like he will just randomly come up and be like, your dad's dead. Mm. <laughs> your, you know, yeah, he has this weird, yeah, he doesn't have much of a un- misunderstanding. And it's it's fine when it's with me. But then he has done it to some people who it's, it is actually inappropriate to yeah. say it to. And it was, you know, um, like my, my best friend um, actually found a friend dead. Like I would never, ever, ever get her to watch this episode. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, she actually found a friend dead. Um, and he'd 
walked up and said something to her about it. Um, my sister, um, her one of her best friends committed suicide, and he brought that up with yeah. her. Yeah. Um, and she was like, "What the hell are you?" <laughs> yeah, he's not really sure how you. I think they understand the comfort part of that you're meant to help them, but they're not really sure how to. So they're kind of a bit more direct into yeah. oh, that, so that person died. Um, and because they know that you're meant to comfort someone, but they're not sure how to do it without bringing it up. Yeah. Or they'll just what you meant to do is sort of do it without mentioning it. Yeah. But they just go directly for it, and that's yeah. and that's those questions she keeps asking. It's like, what are they going to do with the body or something? What did she say that? that yeah. Sets are, we, off, are we gonna Are we gonna see the body? Are we gonna see the body? Yeah. And that's, yeah. that sets off Willow. Yeah. Yeah, and then she's and then she says that monologue, and I I wrote it down too actually, uh, because she just didn't know she no one's telling her what to do or say because she's never had to deal with mortality. Yeah, because that's that's which is maybe coded with her autism, but also the fact that she was immortal, so it is something she's not familiar with or does understand. Yeah, but she also caused a lot of death, but she's never had to experience it herself. Yeah, um, she's never had to lose someone that she's. Known, known before, I guess. Yeah. Or someone that was close to her friends. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a new experience for her, and she doesn't understand it. And it's yeah. very, very relatable because, to be honest, no one really understands death. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll try to poke fun at it. I always sort of try to. Yeah, that doesn't always doesn't work. Work, work. Whatever works. Uh, I don't know. All right. Now, the next... So, Act... Act 4. Act 4, hot the hospital. Well, I was going to say the hospital or the morgue. Hospital morgue? Well, the morgue's at the hospital, isn't it? Yeah, it's a wing on the, on yeah. the hospital. In the hospital, yeah. Okay. Um, so, Act 4 is when all the threads are joined together. So, they've all met up at the hospital. Um, and, yeah... One thing I notice is the doctor that has done the examination on Joyce is the is the, actually the surgeon that did a brain tumor operation. Yep. And that's a weird long shot where you follow him from the morgue to um, where Buffy and all her friends are sitting. Um, Dawn is angry at Buffy. Yeah, she is in this yeah. scene. Um, I'm just guessing it's kind of a shoot the messenger. Yeah, I'd say, yeah. Um, and um, Yeah, that's right. Now, sorry, I was going to say yeah. something. Now, there was, there was a weird part on this when she's talking to the doctor. You never noticed it, apparently. Mm. But when the doctor's talking to her, there's a weird ADR part where he's speaking and as he's talking, they've, added, they've done an ADR where they've added a part in post where he says, I'm just saying stuff to comfort you. No, it's like, I don't have to say anything to comfort. I don't have to it's, say, yeah. Yeah, he says something really bizarre. It's kind of just thrown in there while he's talking. Mm. And you notice his lips don't match what he's saying. Yeah. So they've obviously, it's uh, obviously from Buffy's point of view that what she's yeah. sort of hearing. She's not sort of hearing the doctor and just hearing her own thing. And you know, you said you never noticed that before. No. That he, You hear him say it, but you notice his lips don't match what he's saying. Yeah. Because I thought it was a weird thing for him to say at first. Like, oh, really? I don't even think his lips are moving. <laughs> are they moving? Are I they? think they are moving. Oh, okay. I think he's, yeah. But it, it it's, 
yeah, obviously not what he was saying. So let's add some real aspects of when you're dealing with death when you don't hear it. Often, I think we've spoken about this before, that when you're diagnosed, often people won't hear what the doctor's saying. Yeah. They'll just get that white static noise apparently is a common thing that people are yeah. to encounter. Uh, so maybe when the other other side, when you're hearing of someone else's, uh, you know, when you hear of someone else dying, you do the same thing, I guess. It's a, you're a defense mechanism or something that you just – or is it – I don't know. It, it's, I don't know what to make of it really, to be honest. <laughs> is, it, uh, is it her – is it sort of a, a cathartic part of her, like saying that the doctor doesn't give a shit or it was his fault or something? Yeah. Or was I don't it from know. Dawn's point of view or was it maybe? I don't know. Yeah. That 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 is a weird one, isn't it? It just it it's the only scene where it happens. And it's just one line, but we and it's mm. never mentioned or acknowledged by anyone. So we don't really know how what that really meant. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, Anya saying the line to Buffy, I wish Joyce didn't die is the kindest thing that Anya could think to say because you have to remember that she was a vengeance demon and her power was in the wish. Yeah. So saying I wish is a very strong symbol for her. And Buffy just says thank you. Yeah. You know, doesn't, doesn't snap at her. She understands that for her perspective she doesn't really know what's going on. Uh, but I almost feel like she's just not in the mood to snap at anyone either. Like she just... <laughs> Uh, she she yeah. didn't have any, no. Yeah. Sorry, I almost felt like you were expecting Buffy to say something snappy, weren't you? No. In some ways. Were you? Not really. No. But because, yeah, she wasn't there for Anya's speech before. Um, I, I think maybe Buffy realised that too, that that's probably the nicest thing Anya can... Hmm. Well, it wasn't It wasn't a horrible thing to say. It was No, like, no. I wish choice wasn't... It's a very childlike thing to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, Dawn sneaks off because, of course, she does. <laughs> She's Dawn. Yeah. And Buffy and Tara are sitting there together. No, I don't think they've and had many moments together, have they? No. No, not alone yeah. like that. And it is this very peaceful moment. It's like we learn more, like we learn Tara's story about her losing her mum and the way that, and Tara has trouble explaining herself, but saying, you know, it's because Buffy's sitting there going, I, have, I haven't gone, I don't know how to do this. I've never gone through this before. And she's just like, oh, I have. Hmm. But then also trying not to, you know, it's not a competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not trying to one-up you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, it, it's, you know, you're, the experience is going to be different, like for everyone. But yeah, she does almost um, give Buffy some peace. Like the she provides Buffy with the comfort she needs in that moment. Yeah, um, and it's a really some honesty. I yeah, think. and it's, it's it's a really sweet moment. Yeah, yeah, um, and also shows Tara's true character. Like she is a really good. Well, she's person. All, she's usually always so reserved and mm. not really. The forward-speaking sort of character. So well, the other thing is she's got, she's got a stutter. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, she's... But that's more of an insecurity stutter, isn't it, than an actual... But, but when she's trying to when she's trying to talk to Buffy about it, she starts stuttering because it's a difficult... Like, you, I think the more nervous she gets, the more she stutters. Yeah. Um, 
And then we come to the vampire at yeah. the end. So Dawn sneaks away to the to the morgue to go and see the body. I think she probably could have just asked. Yeah. And then let you see it. <laughs> I mm. could um yeah. I I hate the scene with the vampire. <laughs> Um, it kind of does undercut it a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I think the episode would have been better if Buffy came running in thinking there was some sort of danger. Yeah, and um, there was nothing there. And then there there was nothing. It's just them standing over the body, mm-hmm. you know, with Dawn. Dawn has that little line, where'd she go? Mm. Um, and just have it just a long scene of them just standing there. Would have been good, but was that a like a network thing? Maybe we got to have a vamp in there, possibly. Um, but I do have a theory. Um, because the episode feels very deeply intimate and personal, um, the scene comes across as intrusive and you know, and mortifying. Um, and I think that's the point of it. Okay. It is supposed to be an intrusion. Um, because death is an intrusion. Yeah. Um, so and get- it is mortifying and awful. And and it also serves as a little reminder that life doesn't stand still. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. guessing that's why it's there. It's also a supernatural show. Can't have an episode without some sort of supernatural Well, that's element. what I was sort of thinking. I had to yeah. sort of throw something in. Was it maybe he... The network saying, oh, we've got to have something in there. Throw a vampire in the morgue or something. Mm. Oh, God, okay. But, but again, you know, no school use or anything like that. So yeah. she's, there's that silent fighting and she's in the background like squirming and and he's like snarling and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and she's she's not doing her snappy comebacks. Yeah. Um, the vampire is naked and um, menacing. Yeah. Um, he... Like she kills him gruesomely with the Well that was that was actually something I don't know why I was thinking this, but as it happened and when she stabbed him in the head or something? Oh, she, she ends up cut, using the knife on his, on the throat. Yeah, like it's something she doesn't use Oh no, yeah, she just like the, the hacksaw thing yeah, or yeah, yeah. decapitates. I was him. just expecting like her face to be exploded with blood when she did that. Mm. <laughs> I don't when it happened, I'm like, Oh, okay, that's right. That's not that type of show. I I I don't know why. I just expected that. Yeah. You know, I mean, shows these days, you know, true blood or anything like that, if that was happening, that will you know, the whole squib thing would have been exploded in her face and her whole face would have been covered in blood. When which I was also not too sure about the death of a vampire of decapitation. Have we we've seen decapitation before? Yeah, yeah, we've seen decapitation. Yeah, I was still decapitate. expecting blood though, but you still don't get blood from decapitations. No. Right, yeah. So that, that put me off too. But yeah, very intrusive. Yeah. Okay, and that's pretty much the end of the episode. And it just cuts there. Yeah, and yeah. you just got this very slow scene with uh, Dawn about to touch Joyce's face. Mm. Just saying, where'd she go? Hmm, and that's the end of it. And cuts to black. Roll credits. Roll right. credits. Yeah. Um, there was something I wanted to say at the start that I didn't say at the oh, start. That's okay. You can say at the end. Um, look, so this episode has been praised for its, you know, re- realistic portrayal of um, 
death and grief. And for some people, um, this episode helps has helped them deal with loss. Um, mm-hmm. Some fans will also avoid this episode like the plague. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially like if you've suffered a recent death, this is not an easy no, one I, to I, get, I get through. That. Yeah, I understand. And you know, I you know I have spoken about my mum getting sick, um, but she ended up dying of cancer um, a few years few years later after the brain tumor uh and you know her diagnosis was from diagnosis to death was three months um so so as as tara put it it was sudden but because it's but it's always sudden so even when you know it's coming it's still sudden um and you know and she you know it was a very ferocious cancer um, and then my dad didn't take it very well, her death, and he passed away nearly nine months later with heart issues. So I had two deaths very close together. Yeah. Um, so I found this episode very difficult to watch for a very long time. Mm. Um, but so I do feel a very personal connection to this episode. Yeah. Mm. So that's my take. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's also a reminder that life moves on. Exactly. So, yeah. and everything around you continues. Um, so, yeah. It was a few years before I could rewatch this episode after <laughs> my folks died, but, you know... I can't imagine what you went through when you first saw it. Yeah. It wouldn't have been uh, easy. Well, it was – oh, no, because I'd watched it before. Oh. No, I must have – I saw it before. Oh, okay. Right. I had seen it before um, they passed. But, yeah, afterwards I found it – it was – So, it was a – It was skipped. Skip, it was a – It was skipped. Pr- just a temporary skip. A lot, of, a lot of people will skip this episode. <laughs> Yeah. Because sometimes you don't want that reality in your, Mm. you know, it's a fantasy show. You watch it to get away from your reality. Body follows you. And you don't really want your reality coming into your fantasy world when you're trying to escape it. Yeah. Death follows you everywhere. Yeah. All right. Uh, was there any, anything else you wanted to add? We might get into question time, hey? Or ah, uh, yep. Yeah. We'll do question time. All right, Jared. Yes, Eddie. Which character was your favourite in this episode? Uh, I guess Buffy. Yeah. Yeah, I went Anya. Anya? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which character do you love to hate? I guess Dawn. Got a bit annoying. Yeah. Towards just, the end. I just went the vampire at the end. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Um, LOL. Oh, there's not really an LOL moment. I, I just... This, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I LOL just, moment. I just put Xander punching the wall because it kind of just came out of nowhere. Yeah, I I went with wasn't that. really laugh out loud, but yeah. yeah, I went with the the parking ticket. Oh, okay. Like the 
give me a ticket. Mine <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah. Also, um, boxing those other people in is not very nice, though, yeah, was it? not very nice. Uh, favorite fight scene. There's not really many fight it's scenes the in vamp. this. It's only the morgue vamp. Yeah, we've yeah. got morgue vamp. Yeah. yeah. Flying through these questions, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, favorite scene. Uh, well, I guess the opening act of uh, or not the well, act one with Buffy calling the emergency helpline and the whole one shot of everything sort of happening and that was yeah quite well done. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Um, my favorite scene was. Buffy and Tara talking, like where the camera's just placed, plonk, like plonked in front of them, mm-hmm. and they're slightly awkward sitting there talking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Least favorite scene. Uh, I thought the fake out was a little. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where they, she woke up. I'm like, oh, that's I. I didn't fall for it either. <laughs> <laughs> but I get, I get what it was about. But um, maybe the vamp. I yeah, know. I just went <laughs> the. Vamp. Yeah, the vamp at the end. The vampire at the end. Yeah, okay. Favourite quote? Well, I guess there's only really one quote to do in this episode, Mm -hmm. Eddie, isn't it? Uh, Are you going to do it or do you want me to do it? You can do it. You want me to do it? Yeah. Okay, so the quote we're both talking about is Anya's little monologue. Uh, And here it is. How we go through this, I mean, I knew her and then she's... I think you need to start from the start. I've only got this part. Uh. Because it's got the, but I don't understand. I don't understand how all this happens, how you go through this. Now you can go. I mean, I knew her and then she's just a body and I don't understand why we just, why she just can't get back in it and we not be dead anymore. It's stupid. It's mortal and stupid. And, and Xander's crying and not talking and, and. Oh, she's saying and, and, by the way. And, and I was having fruit punch and I thought, well, Joyce will never have any more fruit punch ever. And she'll never have eggs or yawn or brush her hair. Not ever. And no one will explain to me why. Because we don't know. Mm. Um, yeah. I've also got, um, I did have that down as my quote, but I also had a backup one. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. Buffy and Tara, and it was mm. Buffy going, was it sudden? Tara's like, what? Your mother. No, and yes, it's always sudden. Mm. Very, very true words, Tara. Yeah. All right, look, we've got who gets a wooden spoon and MVP, but I think I'm just going to say. I'm just going to say um, the paramedics for the wooden spoon. All right, yep. <laughs> Left her there with the body? Yeah. Oh, come on. That's harsh. Um, I'm not going to do an MVP. No? Yeah. I gave it to Christine Sutherland. Oh, okay. Yeah, how hard it is to stay dead for a whole episode. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. she only blinked once, mm. but they'll manage to CGI it out. Okay. So, yeah, but she had to lay there for a long time. And that, you know, acting is hard. <laughs> They're doing nothing. It's hard. hard. It's hard. We're doing... <laughs> Well, doing nothing's hard too, all right? So sitting there, pretending to be dead, try not to blink, try not to breathe, that's hard. So I gave it to Kristen Sutherland. Okay, and... So you got no wooden spoon MVP? You're just going to leave that empty? Uh, MVP, yeah, I'll give it to Kristen Sutherland as well. Yeah. Yep. 
So Joyce, we're talking about cases. Yeah, Joyce. Yeah. All right. And last question, Eddie. All right. What do you rate the episode out of 10? I gave it nine and a half blue jumpers. Oh, okay. You you said jumper. It's like, no, it's a sweater. Sweater. It's a jumper. It's a sweater. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I give this 10 out of 10. Um, Biatches. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. Yeesh. Terrible. All right. I'll give it 10 out of 10 parking tickets. Um, And this would have been 11. I would have given this episode an 11. Ooh. But I don't like the vampire scene. That's yeah. it. Well, it is it's in the name of the show, the vampire I slayer. I know. I know. But it still it would have worked without it. Yeah. All right. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add, Eddie? I did. Forget to mention something. Oh, you did? Yes, I did. What was it? And it was actually about what Joss Whedon had said about this episode. Oh, yes, I did read about that. That was a personal take for him, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, and it, like, so... Uh, but this episode was meant to be sort of the anti-special... We've talked about, you know, the very special episodes of television that they used to do. Um mm-hmm. And that Buffy would never do them, so to speak. Um, and this was sort of his take on the, the very special episode. Well, you mean like the Christmas special or the Thanksgiving special? No, 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 no. The very, like as in, you know, the one that deals with death or, you know, um, drugs or... Well, the PSA ones. Yeah, the PSA. Episode. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, and it was actually to explore um, the banal and uninteresting limbo that happens after someone dies. And I think I've already talked about that it's a passage of time we don't normally see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Done all that. Yeah. All right. Wrap it up, Eddie. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us tonight. We are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. I'm Edwina. And if you like what you're listening to and you want to listen to more, what do you do, Eddie? Well, you could listen to us on... Well, keep listening to us then. Yeah, okay. just keep listening Done. to us. Um, but you could find us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, there's a Facebook page and you can email us if you want to. Um, yeah. There's um, there's merchandise. Um, you can follow the link tree in the socials if you want to help out the podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. So like, share, subscribe. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.